Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Hello, this is Kristen with Ask the Doulas, and I am here to chat with Melissa Moore. Melissa is the founder of Mrs. Push. Her passion for fine metals and gems began at an early age. Her loving family celebrates every milestone with a gift of fine jewelry. Melissa still treasures her first bracelets, earrings, and necklaces, each of which carry a special memory. Melissa is on a mission to make push present gifting simple. Mrs. Push was born following Melissa's husband's frantic, unsuccessful search for a personalized push present that he found overwhelming. Melissa recognized an opportunity to streamline the gifting process. She stopped Mrs. Push with endless customization options featuring signature burst film, sculpted initials, and engraving services. Melissa also pays tribute to the unique mother-daughter bond with a showcase of related upscale jewelry for moms and their mini-me's. Not everyone who has a baby is a missus. Melissa believes that all women should be honored for their labor. Melissa curates jewelry that pays tribute to the diverse families of today. As a former fashion buyer, she selects on-trend jewelry with the mindset that it can become a unique family heirloom. Mrs. Push is Melissa's labor of love. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. So I love the story of your business and how you had an unmet need and created, you know, exactly what you needed for your family. So I would love to hear more about your, you know, journey as an entrepreneur and also a mother. Sure. Back in 2020, my family and I had moved from New York to Atlanta during COVID and I knew that I wanted to start a business and I was just kind of playing around with different ideas and what would work. And I kind of had that aha moment. I was sitting on the couch with my husband and I was pregnant with my third and it became this running joke. And I'll get into the story, I guess, later about my my push present saga, how I never really got one. And I told him, well, what am I getting for my push present for the third one? Like we need to do it big. I haven't gotten anything for the other two kids. And he was like, we kind of looked at each other and was like, we were like, wait, this is the business. There's no one-stop shop of somewhere that you can send me that I know I'm going to get something a little more meaningful than what you would get at a traditional jewelers. You know, everything we have a birthstone added or an initial or a name, or it can even be like, it can even be a regular diamond with an inscription of a name. Like we can really customize anything. So that's where, where the idea was born. And since then I kind of went with it and have kept going. So I would love to hear what is, you know, the latest as far as trends, what are you seeing more orders of? I'm definitely seeing a lot of stackables, like things that you can add on as you have kids, which was also one of my issues when I, with my first, because I knew I wanted to have more kids. I was like, do I get one beautiful piece that has his name when I know that I, you know, plan to have more kids? So I think stackable like rings with initials are great. Also, I have these birthstone hearts that are great because you can just layer on and you can add initials. So you don't have to feel like you're investing and then you're going to have to buy the same exact thing or you're not going to have one for your for your next child 
or have to wait until you're done having kids. I feel like those are all great options. And as well as we're seeing clients own stones, like revamping family stones, which is something that I didn't expect. Oh, I love that. You know, someone will say like, oh, my, this was my mom's stone. I'd love to create it into a ring for a push present or something. You know, it has a little more meaning. And then we can engrave like the kids initials on, you know, the bottom of the ring. So I've definitely been doing a lot of that. And then with, you know, again, the fact that it can be a family heirloom, I had never really, you know, when talking to clients who would receive push presents or, you know, with baby registry consultation clients, would never really come up to have it be something you can pass down one day to your children and their children. And so that's such a beautiful sentiment. Thank you. Yeah, my five-year-old daughter is waiting because I have all their initials is waiting until the day she can have hers. Every day she asks me, can I have a when I turn six? I said, no, not yet. Maybe when you turn 16. Yeah, and I love we got connected through Hey Mama and I had been interviewed in an article about push presents. And so we had a chat, but I really, when you know, the average price point that I was seeing was around 200. I know that you work with a variety of budgets, some certainly, especially with the engraving or custom gems would be pricier, but what are you seeing with your clientele and sort of their average budget? I would say we're around six to $700 for like traditional initial necklace, or if you get a few stackable bands, but we're able to work with any budget. If someone loves a necklace and they want to do it a little smaller, the gold will weigh less. So the cost will come down. So we're really open to, to making your push present dreams come true. And I just love to chat with other moms about this story. Cause I think about push presents, cause I think it's just, so everybody has a funny story, no matter what it is. It's like, I didn't get one or I got one. And my husband, my husband totally messed it up and bought something like so ugly, you know, or, oh. or wow, they, they did such an amazing job and they, you know, they bought the most special piece. Like everyone has a story and I feel like it's just so interesting to hear everyone's stories. Yes. And I would love to hear your personal story of when you received your push present. Was it immediately after the birth? I've seen you know different scenarios or heard them if I wasn't you know in the room when my client received. So would love to hear what you are hearing from not only your clients but you know your own personal story of when you received it. Was it immediately after baby was born? Was it quite some time later? Um, my story is a little different because I didn't end up getting really a push present. And then I started the business. Uh, so I ended up ordering everything like in my kids' birthstones in samples for the site. So I went from having zero push presents. I couldn't decide on anything. And for me, it became this like obsession of it needed to be perfect because like, let's say you get married and you get an anniversary band or something like that. There's always another anniversary of that course. You make up for it. But this felt like such a big decision. And my friends for years were sending me like Instagram links. Could this be it? Could that be it? And I, I just didn't find the piece. And then when I started curating for the site, I really got everything in my kids' initials and their birthstones. So now I went from zero push presents to 100 push presents. <sighs> I love it. Yeah, I never had a push present. I don't think it was a thing when I had kids. I didn't really even have um, many friends. I had some friends who received jewelry and so on. But yeah, my kids are coming on 11 and 13 soon. And so, yeah, it is definitely more of a recent trend that I'm seeing and hearing about. And I love your take on it again about 
having it be an heirloom and not just a reward for pushing a baby out or having a surgical birth, just a really beautiful way to remember that special moment and cherish um, your child that you work so hard to bring into the world. Right. Some people will say, well, isn't my baby the push present? Or sometimes the husband will say that, or sometimes the dad will say that. Sometimes the mom will say that. But for me, it's not really about like, what am I getting? It's not about receiving something. It's about just having something to have that memory and being able to hold on to, wow, I remember when I got this and everything that I went through and the experience that I had. Yeah. And Melissa, I would love to hear more about your mother-daughter sets and how that came about and when you're seeing that gifting done, is it for a birthday or a special holiday or, yeah, I'd love to hear more about this trend. Yeah, so that I've seen mainly for birthdays. We're we're fairly new. I only really launched around last holiday season, so I hadn't seen any orders of those yet at the holiday time, but I have been, okay. seeing, I have been seeing it for birthdays, and that really just came about knowing my daughter who when by the time I started working on the business she was probably three and a half and by the time I launched she was four and she was just into everything I mean she could spend hours even as a baby in my jewelry box just going through everything taking it out putting it back and you know and non-stop so when I found some pieces that were you know for kids and that so I have one style that's like a kid's bracelet and another that's a mommy and me. I knew that that would just be a hit because what daughter doesn't want to, you know, match their mom, at least when they're little, not when they're older. Yes. And I see so many matching outfits, especially yeah. I mean, even for 4th of July recently, there were so many cute mother daughter outfits out there or like entire family matching outfits. It's not just the, you know, the annual family portrait anymore. Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen, in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at goldcoastdoulas.com or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there. So any advice for dads who may be listening on how to curate? I know your husband really tried to find you the perfect gift and wasn't able to, you know, match your needs. So of course, again, you created this business, but how can we help dads out or partners in this process? Well, first of all, that's where I come in. So if a dad is is interested in buying a push present and they're not sure what direction to go, first of all, they should reach out to me. We can go through pictures of their of the mom to be and we can see like I can help with their style and see what they they what they look like they would gravitate towards and we can go from there. They may know that she wants a nameplate, 
they may know that she wants something with a birthstone or that she wants a ring and then we can kind of curate from there but that's what i'm here for and i'm happy to help all dads um to kind of hone in on what the perfect gift is and it sounds like it doesn't need to be selected and given immediately after the birth, like at the hospital, or if it's a home birth, like immediately upon delivery, it can be given at any time near that uh, postpartum healing phase. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of times the women will be involved. It's not like, you know, the dad is going out to surprise to surprise the mom. That that would be great, but it's not often the case. I do also have a feature on my site for drop a hint. So if you're a mom or mom to be and you're browsing on the site and you see something you like, you can drop a hint and send it. Um that's incredible. Yes. I noticed that in your site. It's great. Yeah. So you may you may be like in between like three or four styles and you can send it to them and they can come to me and tell me, okay, this is what she likes. How can we, you know, maybe we want to custom something. How can we combine all the elements of all these and create something? Or which one do you think is the best if she's a new mom, doesn't have any other kids, and she's really going to be a stay-at-home mom? Um, you know, like what's great for for wearing around with kids that might be tugged on, that will last, and all of that. Yes. So any other um, things that you're seeing or hearing about or that you did for your own children beyond the typical push present to, you know, commemorate the birth of a child? Are you hearing of any other ideas or, you know, as you're doing research, coming across anything um, beyond, I mean, you know, planting a tree or uh, you know, a flowering plant, or are you hearing of anything else? Yeah, I personally didn't really do anything else with my oldest. I did encapsulate my placenta. So I had them like, they made a little like memento from that. Um, with my others, I didn't. But what I am seeing is like different types of mementos that eventually I would like to bring on the site. I don't currently have that right now. We're strictly jewelry, but as we grow and expand, it, it's something that I'm interested in doing is like, I've seen some gorgeous, almost like a treasure box, like a memento box. And you can put in, you know, first onesie, oh, love like it. diaper, some pictures and just like things to have that, you know, like, like a time capsule almost. Yes. And they have, um, you know, the clay footprints and handprints and different mementos and, you said yeah. some people like lockets with their breast milk or again there are different like placenta prints and things that can be included in a box like that so that's great yeah so i know that um my mom had lockets for each of us like my siblings and myself and with our you know newborn picture in the locket so that's so that special. An older, yeah, and I have mine, and it is so special. And of course, I did not think to, you know, do that for my own children. But so let's get into um, a bit more about your own story, since you were willing to share a little bit about your individual births. Sure. So with your first birth, how did everything? Um, go compared to how you imagined and say planned for your birth? Um, I guess you really can't plan for birth. I think that's the the common theme. I, yes. I had hired a doula and I planned for an unmedicated hospital birth since it was my first. I didn't really know what to expect. 
And in the end, I apparently, and this will be the theme through through the other verses, I have terrible prodromal. Is that how you say it, Larry? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you were exhausted, obviously, with the starting and stopping and contraction spacing out for those that don't understand. I like to call it a little bit of warm up labor. So your body's taking a bit longer to get going. Yeah. So I had a very long labor with my first. I was planning an unmedicated birth, but I hadn't slept in like three days. Oh. I, had, I had a doula. She would come with me to the hospital. We'd go back home, the whole thing. Finally, by the time one night, I was just so frustrated. I was like climbing up and down my bed. And I guess my bed was a little bit higher that all of a sudden when I got down from the bed, my water broke. And I said, finally, that's it. They'll accept me in the hospital. Yes. That was with my first. So we went and I ended up not even like I went and we checked in and everything like that. And they told me like, okay, you can call the doula now. And I was like, no, because they had given me the epidural. And I said, okay, no, I want to sleep. So by the time I woke up, I was ready to push. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know if I need her now. I'm fine. <laughs> so I think I called her and I was like, if you want to come, you can, if you don't, you know, if you don't want to come, I, I got this. And that was that. Then with my second, I had a very uh, interesting situation. I had Vesa Previa. Uh-huh which is, I don't even, you probably know how to describe it better than I do, but if my water was to break on its own, the baby wouldn't survive. So I had, I had to have a C-section at 36 weeks. And I was not so happy about that because I didn't want a C-section, but not only because of that, I just didn't, you know, I thought 36 weeks was too early, you know, risks of having to be in the NICU and all of that. But in the end, I had to get like a steroid shot for her lungs. That makes sense. Yeah. Once I, I mean, I don't know that that was it, but I got that. And then she was born and totally fine. And we were able to avoid the NICU and all of that stuff also. That's wonderful that you avoided a NICU stay with her and were able to bond and connect and feed right away. Yeah. And then with my third, I was planning a home birth, but because I had, it, it would be a VBAC. Yes. Uh, I, we, I had like dual care at a regular, at a regular OB and a midwife and we plant, we had the pool set up and everything <laughs> and I was in active labor and my midwife came and I didn't have such a great experience with her when she showed up. She was kind of like making demands and making me a little bit nervous and, you know, saying that certain things weren't set up properly to my husband and all that kind of stuff. And that's it. My body shut down. Labor yeah, you need to feel safe in your space yeah. to labor. Yes. I started to get red flags from her towards the end. She was just like very bluff. Uh, uh, what's the word? Abrupt and blunt. And I guess it was fine while I was going through my appointments and everything like that. I thought it was funny. But when it came time to me being in labor, it wasn't funny. So so she ended up sleeping at the house like we thought okay we'd wake up in the morning and you know she, she we thought i was almost ready to push but everything stopped so uh, at that point she was trying to encourage me to go on a walk and all of that and i knew ultimately oh i forgot this part my water had broke so okay. so because it's a v-back and all of that we had to pay attention to the time frame and she said yes. i was she said i was still good but I was a bit nervous that we were cutting it close, that I would get to the hospital and I was going to need a C-section just on the fact that my water had already broke. So after we gave it a little while and we started walking and doing some things and nothing really changed, I said, you know what, I'm just going to the hospital. And that's what happened. They had to give me Pitocin, which was insane for any mom that has had that. That's like, it was like out of a movie, one of the craziest experiences. 
but within yeah it can intensify make the contractions you know closer together and stronger certainly than your own body so yeah and it went from zero to a hundred it wasn't you know it was like everything had stopped and then all of a sudden i mean i think i think it was about like 40 minutes and she was out from giving me the pitocin they said they'd never yeah. seen anything like it your body just needed that yeah and I think we didn't even we didn't know the gender but like all it was so like crazy that when when the baby when the baby comes out and they're, they're like they're cleaning her off and everything like that and i'm like uh guys is it a boy or a girl Right. Like, totally forgot because it was just so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is quick. And so you had three totally different stories and yeah, different experiences from working with a midwife with the hospital, you know, transfer by choice to, you know, birthing in the hospital to a, a surgical birth for medical reasons. So yeah, that is uh, definitely shows how unpredictable in as much as we plan. Sometimes we just have to release some control, but yeah. one key point is, you know, trust your instinct as moms. And I'm sure, you know, you again mentioned you had some warning signs that the connection wasn't there and you need to feel um, trust and, you know, really feel like your provider has your best interests and you feel safe birthing with them. So, you know, you can always, obviously switch providers even at the last minute it may be difficult but you yeah you don't need to accept that if you're feeling um like it isn't a good match yeah i would just say use your intuition because it's it's usually never wrong exactly yeah so true so circling back to push presence and your business mrs push any um advice for our listeners again related to communicating what you want for a push present um or really trying to look at how to you know have something beautiful to pass down to your children one day yeah well first of all i wouldn't be shy to communicate what you want if you know what you want and you know the style you want even if it's something you may not be able to get right away or you can't necessarily afford at the moment as long as you know what you want and like not to give up on the style and and the idea of what you have like there's always you know it can it can always be done but a lot of times what i've seen moms do is like settle on something and then or they don't really like it and then they don't voice their opinion and this this also goes for like engagement rings i've seen happen also and then like you get you say okay for my one year anniversary i'm going to upgrade or when my next baby i'm going to get something you know exactly what i wanted and then just like life happens and you don't so i think the most important thing is to really like if if you know what you want vocalize it yes totally agree and the engagement ring is a great example of that yeah so melissa how can our listeners find you so on instagram and tiktok we are shop mrs push you can go to our website which is mrspush.com and if you're interested in customizing anything there's a customized form you can email me ask any questions and we're also offering a coupon code for all gold coast doula members or and podcast listeners which is gold coast 15. Yes, thank you so much for offering such a wonderful discount to our listeners and doula clients. So 
that is very generous. And will that expire at any time since this podcast will, you know, be continuing on for many years? Um, it's for a little while. I believe as of now, we had set it for six months. Okay. So basically, um, it'll still be good through 2023. But if you're listening beyond 2023, then just go directly to the site and see what kind of sales there are there. Yeah, or they can always they can always reach out to me if it's, you know, a one-off situation and we can honor it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our chat, Melissa, and appreciate all of the work that you're doing in curating such beautiful items. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.